God bless fantasy football. There are many things a man can do with his time. And this, well, this is better than those things. Hey, yo, you have host Chaz here today for the entire episode all by myself. So kick back and enjoy this episode of good old fantasy football. Today, Frank can't join me because he's not feeling well. Uh, His voice is a little down, coughing. That would just ruin your experience with the whole thing. And Connor is almost a week away from his wedding, so he's pretty busy, got stuff going on. So I'm here by myself today, and I'm going to go through on my own opinion and grade every team that we drafted the other night in our Vampire Listener League. So if you do not agree with them, well, that's just too bad. I have the platform here to give my opinion, and nobody else is here to change it. So let's go. All right. Drafting at the number one spot was WJR11. Kicking off, he went McCaffrey, Pollard, Mark Andrews. I think it's a great, solid first three picks. You're getting two great running backs as long as they stay healthy. I think Pollard's going to have a big year. Drafting McCaffrey at the 101 is, I guess, questionable, depending on if you prefer Jefferson or Chase there. But solid start. Then he goes DeAndre Hopkins, Alvin Kamara, Tyler Lockett, so he starts to get some of his receivers in there. I don't know how I feel about DeAndre Hopkins yet. I think with Tannehill and that Tennessee offense, it's really time will tell if that's going to be a, win- uh, a winning offense or not. Alvin Kamara, I like a lot. I think he's starting to move up boards. When we first started this podcast, he was probably hanging around that six-round range. I think knowing that he's only going to be gone three games, it's kind of moving him up the draft boards a little bit. So getting him as his third running back, I think it's a good, solid pick because then after week four and on, he's got McCaffrey, Pollard, and Kamara to run his running backs. Then he's got Lockett, Mike Evans, and Michael Thomas. So talking about his receivers, DeAndre Hopkins and Lockett, I don't know how I feel about them. Lockett has always been a top 15 receiver, I believe, the past five years, so he's safe. But bringing in Jackson Smith and Jigba, I don't know if that will hurt him at all. Then with DeAndre Hopkins, like we talked about the Titans offense, don't know how I feel about it. I like the Mike Evans and Michael Thomas upside, especially getting them in the seventh and eighth round. Baker Mayfield's going to have to throw somebody, so I think Mike Evans still has a lot of upside. He's never not had a 1,000-yard receiving year, and he's played with bad quarterbacks in the past, so I don't know why he can't do it again. Michael Thomas, I think if he comes back fully healthy and stays healthy with having Derek Carr there, could be a big upside for him. And Chris Olave on the other side kind of opens more up for Michael Thomas. Then getting into the ninth round here, he goes Khalil Herbert. I think it's a great fourth running back for him to have. Or if he puts him in his flex spot the first three weeks with Kamara coming back, I think it's a good safe pick. Then he goes with his quarterback, Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins, I think, with those receivers, it's going to be hard for him to not have. A, it's going to be hard for him to have a bad year. Is he going to be one of these top rushing quarterbacks that puts up a ton of points every week? No, I don't think so. But he, it's going to have a lot of weapons to throw to, and they've possibly one of the worst defenses in the NFL this year, which means they're always going to have to pass the ball, which is good news for Kirk Cousins. Then to finish out the last three rounds, again, we only did 13 rounds because we had to save some space for the vampire to come in and steal picks. He got Elijah Mitchell to back up Christian McCaffrey. So if McCaffrey goes down, he got his handcuff in Mitchell, which I think is a good, safe pick. Then he went with the Patriots defense and Young Way Koo for his kicker. So I don't really have a big opinion on defenses or kickers. So that is... WJR 11's team, and I gave it a B plus. I think it is probably the best running back room that we have in this group um, or in this league. Sorry. I, I'm a little skeptical on his 
top receivers, but I think there's consistency in there. So if he if he got one of these top receivers, I think it would have been an A team, but I think B-plus is a solid team and he'll win a lot of games. Um, sorry to mention – I don't know if I sorry. Don't know if I did mention he got Mark Andrews in the third. I think Mark Andrews is going to have a big year as well. Um, all right, moving along, we're going to go to the number two team, Luna Rick. Luna Rick drafted the number two spot. He went Justin Jefferson, Patrick Mahomes, Chris Olave. I love the Justin Jefferson and the Chris Olave, especially Chris Olave in the third. I think it's a great pick. I'm down on Mahomes in the second. I think Mahomes should be drafted at the end of the third, early fourth. Like I've said multiple times before, I think he's a bust based on his ADP, especially going in the second round. I'm not a fan of it this year. Moving along, he's got Bryce Hall, DJ Moore, Jerry Judy. Bryce Hall, I don't know what to think about him because now they have Dalvin Cook. He's still recovering from – he has been practicing – but he's still recovering from a knee injury that he suffered last year. So only time will tell to see who's going to win that backfield or if it's just going to be a straight-up backfield by committee. And if it is, I don't know if I love him being drafted in the fourth round. DJ Moore, I think, has a lot of upside, especially being taken in the fifth. And it's his third wide receiver, so I don't hate that pick. Jerry Judy has a chance of missing the first couple games. He's got a hamstring injury, and hopefully – they give him time to let it heal, and it's not something that lingers and drags on throughout the season. Sometimes with these wide receivers or skilled position running backs, quarterbacks, they get these hamstring injuries, and they kind of just tend to linger all year long. Then going into the seventh round, he drafted DeAndre Swift, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Brandon Ayuk. I'm going to go backwards down here. I think Brandon Ayuk getting taken in the ninth round is a great pick. I think he's got a lot of upside and possibly could be the number one receiver on that team, depending on Brock Purdy and how they use him. The thing I'm down on San Francisco is I don't know how I feel about the quarterback situation. I'm not a, I'm not a Purdy believer. I don't know how he's going to do. Um, going down the eighth round, Jackson Smith and Jigba. I think it's a good pick in the eighth. He's a rookie with a lot of upside, but he was hurt in college almost all last season. He's already banged up with a wrist injury before the season starts, so his health is very much in question for me. And where is he going to fit in this offense with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett? Then DeAndre Swift in the seventh. I'm an Eagles fan, and we're big Eagles fans on the show. I just I love Swift for the Eagles. I'm not sure how I feel about him in fantasy. I think he has upside. They're just going to be such a heavy running back by committee team. I don't know how I see him panning out. Uh, Going down to the 10th round, sorry to go out of order there. I just kind of went to work from 9 down to 7. Aaron Rodgers in the 10th. I think it's a good backup quarterback. Um, He's going to be solid this year with Garrett Wilson. I like that pick a lot. Then he goes with the Cowboys defense. That's a terrible pick because nobody likes the Cowboys. Um, and then Dalton Schultz as his only tight end. I like Dalton Schultz in the 12th. I think Dalton Schultz has a good upside for this year being with a rookie quarterback. I just don't know if I would have had him as my only tight end on the team. Um, I like, I like drafting him a lot as my tight end too, especially if I go with like a Waller or Kittle, somebody that has injury history. I like a safe option as my number two. So I graded Luna Rick a solid C. I would even go up to C plus because I like his receiving core, Justin Jefferson, Chris Olave, and the upside of DJ Moore and Brandon Ayuk. I think his receivers are a good, solid core. Mahomes is going to be a good, solid quarterback. The question is, he only drafted two running backs in Brees Hall and DeAndre Swift. That's going to be tough to start both of those and see a lot of upside from them. So I went with a solid C. I'd give it like, if you want to go grading scale, 76, 77. Um, we're going to skip the number three team that was host Connor. He uh, he got elected the vampire. So 
you probably don't know most of the te- most of the names that he drafted because he went from the very back of the list just to fill in the slot. Really, nobody notable. We'll go through the team that he formed after the draft is over. We'll go through that. So we're going to go to the number four pick, the great Jabbar. He's the number four pick here, but he's kind of the number three because the number three did not pick. So we're going to go through his team. Starting off, Tyree Kill, Josh Jacobs, and Najee Harris. I love Tyree Kill in the first round. I personally would have went Jamar Chase over Hill, but I don't disagree with Hill in the first. I think he's got a lot of upside. He's already said he wanted to go for 2,000 yards. Let's see him do it. Josh Jacobs is now back with the Raiders. He's got a contract. Hopefully, it's only a year. It's $12 million. Hopefully, it makes him happy and makes him become makes him back to the player that he was last year. If you get anything close to what he was last year, you're happy with drafting him in the second round since he was the number one running back last year. And then Najee in the third. I'm not a big Najee fan, but I could see the upside of him having a big bounce back season. Um, if I was at his position, I'd. I probably would have went. I would have looked at Najee as well. Um, so I, I don't dislike getting him in the third. I question when people get him in the second, but I think in the third, that's a solid pick. So good foundation. Those first three pieces. Uh, then he goes Amari Cooper and Dalvin Cook. Amari Cooper, I think, is another guy that has a high upside, but kind of like a medium to high floor. I don't. As long as Sean Watson's healthy, he can't play. Deshaun can't play worse than he did last year. And Amari Cooper, I think, can have a very good season. Do I see him finishing a top five receiver? No, but can he finish safely the 15 to 8? Yeah, I think so. So I think that's a good pick in the fourth round as your wide receiver too. Dalvin Cook has a lot of upside. He's now practicing with the Jets. Um, again, he got a one-year contract. He's been paid. So let's see what he does on the new team, if he can fit into the system, especially with Brees Hall possibly – having a slow ramp up or a slow start this season coming off his injury. Moving down, Kyle Pitts, he took a shot on in the sixth. It's another player that the quarterback scares me a lot. I'm not a fan of Desmond Ritter. I don't believe in Ritter. I think the more and more I think about this team, they could possibly be tanking and going for Caleb Williams, uh, the USC being that number one overall pick, so possibly looking at a bad season. But with young quarterbacks, I've said multiple times, I think I like having a tight end as kind of a safety blanket, even though Pitts plays more like a receiver than he does a traditional tight end. This is where I start to – this is where I really like his pick. He went George Pickens, got him in the seventh. I think George Pickens has a ton of upside in the seventh, especially with Amari Cooper and Tyreek Hill. He doesn't need to start him right away, or if he wants, he can throw him right in the flex. He built a good team to give him that option. Then he goes with David Njoku. With getting a Kyle Pitts that you're not quite sure about, I like Njoku, him doubling up with a tight end. I think it's a good pick, getting some depth there with not knowing how Kyle Pitts is going to do. Then he goes Dak Prescott. I'm down on Prescott. I don't believe in him, but getting him in the ninth, is a safe quarterback pick. If you're looking at the other guys around him, uh, right before him went Tua, right after him went – oh, sorry, right after him went Tua, and the quarterback taken before him was Trevor Lawrence. So unless you were higher on Tua, Kirk Cousins, or Sean Watson, I think Prescott fits right around that same tier of quarterback. Then he starts to take a little bit of a flyer, goes Odell, could have a big year with Lamar Jackson. We don't know. We haven't seen it yet. And Raheem Mostert in the 12th round, who right now is probably the starter for Miami. So getting a starter in the 12th round is a good pick. The great Jabbar at the third pick, I gave you a grade of a B plus. I think you built a very solid team. Um, what I would have done differently Definitely not taking Dak, but that's beside the point. Um, I don't know how the draft went out. I, I think I like your team. Uh, B plus, I think a very solid grade, maybe even up to an A minus, depending on your standards. All right, here's where the draft goes down. Some of these middle round teams 
I think is where things were drafted poorly. We have Jay Frazier. If that's a Frazier, I'm not sure if that's uh, related to the boxer, Joe Frazier. Who knows? Um, just kidding. It's not related to Joe Frazier. Uh, this is somebody that I've drafted, drafted with before, been in a league with, and I do not think he has very good history, and you can tell by his drafting style. So let's go through his team. He picked the fifth. It was really a fourth because, again, our vampire did not pick. Jamar Chase, number four overall, great pick. Love love our start here. Then he goes Jalen Hurts in the second. I think it's a little bit of a reach. I like Hurts in the third if you can get him. But if you want him to be your quarterback, I think he's going to finish as the number one. Go get your guy if that's what you want to do. So I don't I don't hate the pick with Jalen Hurts in the second, but um, coming up is why I don't like this team. Jonathan Taylor in the third. We drafted this Tuesday night. So Jonathan Taylor was already on the pup. So I don't know why you take a reach at Jonathan Taylor in the third round as your first running back when he's already going to miss the first four games and he's in a, he's not happy with the situation that he's in. Is he really hurt or is it just a spite move that they put him on the pup list? So that way he doesn't play for the first four games. We don't know, but now he can't be traded for at least four weeks and he's not practicing or anything with the team. So I, I don't like the pick of Jonathan Taylor in the third. Then he goes Debo Samuel in the fourth. Damian Pierce in the fifth, James Conner in the sixth. Debo Samuel, I'm really down on this year. Again, I don't like the quarterback. I think it's going to be a bad offense outside of Christian McCaffrey. Especially getting Debo in the fourth when somebody else drafted Brandon Ayuk in the ninth. A five-round gap. I like Ayuk a lot more than I like Debo Samuel. I think Debo is not going to live up to the player he once was because he's not going to get all these gadget plays. He's not going to be a running back for you anymore because they have Christian McCaffrey. They don't need Debo to become this gadget player, wide receiver, running back, all-in-one who puts up a ton of points. Running backs, Damian Pierce, James Conner. So that's who he's going to have to start the season with. That's his top two running backs. Damian Pierce is on a bad offense with a rookie quarterback, and they brought in Devin Singletary to take away some of those receiving down plays. I I don't love Damian Pierce as your number one running back. I think if he's your two or three, not a bad safe pick, but I don't like him as your number one. Then you have James Conner in the sixth. I think Conner has a chance to be the only player on Arizona that I would draft, and I think in the sixth round it's a good value if it was your number three running back, or if you had a guy like McCaffrey and you got James Conner as your two, I think that's a solid play. But James Conner is going to be pretty much his number one running back, and I'm not a big fan of that. Uh, I like these two picks, except for they're on the same team, Deontay Johnson and Pat Fryermuth. I like Deontay Johnson a lot. I think he's going to get a ton of receptions this year and a ton of targets, especially in that offense. Kenny Pickett looks to be a lot better than he was last year. And he wasn't bad as a rookie, but he takes another step forward, I believe. Pat Fryermuth, same thing. I think he's going to get a good amount of targets. He's going to be a great player. I just don't know if I want to pair two pass catchers that I'm probably going to have to start in the same offense. I think that's a little bit of a scary situation, but we'll see how it plays out for him. Uh, his next three picks, Zach Charbonnet. Cortland Sutton, Damian Harris. I love the Charbonnet pick. Love Cortland Sutton. We've talked a lot, very highly on Charbonnet as being a top pass catching running back. Being drafted early by Seattle, I believe in the second or third round, to be a pass catching and goal line back because he's a bigger guy. He's bigger than Kenny Walker is, Kenneth Walker. So I think Charbonnet is a great pick here. Cortland Sutton with Jerry Judy out. I, I think there's no way. Watson gets worse, right? Or Wilson, sorry. I don't think there's a way Russell Wilson can play as bad as he did last year. Sutton looks like to be really the only target in that offense right now. 
So I think he's going to be peppered with targets and have a good year. Damian Harris, I don't understand getting James Cook's backup unless you believe that Harris is going to go against all reports and be the starting running back. So, yeah, overall, I gave this team a C. I don't love the running back situation. I like Jamar Chase, Deontay Johnson. I I like about four players on this team. Um, his real foundation is he's going to have to win every game with Jamar Chase and Jalen Hurts, which week to week could possibly win you a game. But I'm scared for the uh, I'm scared for the vampire to play this team and maybe stealing one of his players. I don't like that. So I gave him a C. Moving forward, we have B. Miller 02. Starts out his draft with Austin Eckler and Devontae Smith. Love Eckler as your fifth pick. I think that's right around where he should be going. Um, Deontay Johnson, or sorry, Devontae Smith, I think it's a, a big reach in the second round. I think he could have been there at the end of the third, fourth, if that's where you want to take him. I think it's a big reach in the second. Then it goes with Josh Allen, which is a good pick in the third round. I think if you're getting that quarterback, that's his ADP. That's where he should be going, right in the middle of the third. That's a solid value. T. Higgins is his next pick in the fourth round. Devonta Smith and T. Higgins, I see as very similar players. They're both clearly the number two wide receiver on their team. So you're having two number twos as your top two receivers. It worries me a little bit, but it is two great offenses that both should see enough targets to possibly finish as a wide receiver one or high-end wide receiver two. I don't, don't hate it. I don't love it. But let's see how it ends up. George Kittle in the fifth. I can't talk about San Francisco, being down in San Francisco enough. I don't believe in that offense. Um, if you have somebody in that offense, I think the guy is Christian McCaffrey or George Kittle. If he would have fell a little bit, to the sixth or seventh, you're taking him. He went before Darren Waller and Tyler Hawkinson. So he was the fourth tight end taken, or sorry, third tight end taken off the board. I think you could have waited or you could have got one of the other top guys. Then Miles Sanders, who I'm very down on, coming off a groin injury already in camp. He is back to practicing and he should play week one with no issues. But I don't like seeing a running back already have a groin injury in the in camp. It's it's too early to start with an injury. Um, then he goes with Michael Pittman and Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk was a top receiver last year. I believe he was finished as a number one or high end wide receiver two because he was peppered with targets from Trevor Lawrence. This year, bringing Calvin Ridley, I think he takes a little bit of a dip, but getting him. In the eighth round, I think it's a good pick. Michael Pittman, we're just going to have to see how it plays out. I love the quarterback, Anthony Richardson, as a running threat. I don't know how I feel about Anthony Richardson as the passer yet. So I don't know how. We're just going to really have to wait and see how Pittman fits into that team. Um, Then he goes with a backup running back here and Antonio Gibson. I think Gibson has a lot of upside. Um, Could be the pass catcher. Or if Brian Robinson goes down, could be the every down back. So I think that's a good pick in the ninth round here. Then he goes Bill's defense. Gabe Davis finishes out with uh, Daniel Carson and Rashad Penny. Rashad Penny in the last round, I think that's where you take him if you believe in the Eagles offense. Because the only value I see out of him is if another Eagles wide receiver or Eagles running back gets hurt. That's the only time I think he'll see enough touches to be fantasy relevant. Gabe Davis is a big play guy, so it just depends on how his connection is with Allen this year. We're just going to have to wait and see. All right, so I gave B. Miller 02 a solid C. I like Austin Eckler. I like Devontae Smith and T. Higgins. I just don't love having two number twos, and I think he could have waited a little bit on Devonta Smith. With Josh Allen, I think it's a solid core. Um, don't love his backup running backs with Miles Sanders. I like Gibson, but I don't love him. And his other receivers, Christian Kirk and Pittman, I don't know how they'll fall in. 
So I, I think a solid C, even if you want to go up to a C plus, we'll go like a 77, 78, like on that verge of C and C plus grade. All right. The man of the hour, the one that you've been listening to already, all show, we are going to go through my team. And you know what? I don't want to toot my own horn, and there's nobody else that's going to give their opinion on it right now. I think I did a pretty good job. So starting off, I went Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup is the one player I'm a little worried about, but if he is healthy and he is ready to go with healthy Matt Stafford, that's what I'm banking on. Him and Stafford being healthy together this year, I think is such an upside because he was the number one by a long shot last year until he got hurt. So if he could bounce back, him and Stafford put it together for one more season, then I have a top wide receiver, and I'm very happy with that star. Going in the second and third round, I got Derrick Henry and Jameer Gibbs. I like Derrick Henry this year. I think he's going to have to have every opportunity, again, as long as he stays healthy. So for my first two picks, health is a big thing and a big risk, but if they stay healthy all year, they're going to be a great foundation for this team. Jameer Gibbs, I love. I think he's got so much upside being in that Detroit offense. They decided to draft him at the number 12 overall. Everybody's talking about Bijan being drafted in the number 8 overall. How he's going to be the next generation greatest player of all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jameer Gibbs was only drafted a couple spots later. They traded up to get them. They traded up to get their guy. I get that Dave Montgomery's also there, but you don't move up in the draft and take a running back at the 12 overall to sit him on the bench or to only play him as a split carried back. He's going to be the starter. He's going to be the majority. He's going to get the majority of the touches. Love Jameer Gibbs in this offense this year. Then I went with DK Metcalf and Justin Herbert. DK Metcalf, I'm not too crazy about. Um, Again, they brought in Jackson Smith and Jigba, so you're adding in another pass catcher to that offense. And even though Geno Smith did it last year, he doesn't have a history of being a great quarterback. So I don't know how I feel about DK, but I was happy getting him in the fourth. Justin Herbert in the fifth, I've said to myself in every draft that I'm in, if Herbert is there in the fifth, you take Herbert. Doesn't matter who else is on the board. Doesn't matter. Herbert's there in the fifth, I take Herbert. I think Herbert, healthy in this offense, if he can get one more year out of Keenan Allen and Mike Williams having a majority healthy season and bringing in rookie Quentin Johnson, I think there's a shot that Herbert is top three maybe in pushing for that top quarterback spot. He's the only person on I, really these offenses that I think has a chance to go for that 50-touchdown passing season, 50-touchdown season. I, he's got such a great offense. Kellen Moore, their offensive coordinator, is first time with a new team. I think he's going to want to air it out, and they're going to have to. They, they play in a tough division. They're going to have to throw the ball a lot, so I love Herbert this year especially getting him in the fifth. I'll take him in the fifth every time. Then going to the sixth and seventh, I got Chris Godwin and Mike Williams. So Godwin, I think, is a good pick, similar to Mike Evans, to where uh, Baker Mayfield's going to have to throw it to somebody. So why not Chris Godwin? I think Godwin is going to be kind of that reception guy, not really big play. So as long as he stays healthy, I think it's a safe, solid pick. Mike Williams, I haven't gotten this in many other drafts, but he falls down to the seventh round for me, and I wanted that stack with Justin Herbert. They could stay healthy together. I think that's a great duo to have. Herbert in the fifth, Mike Williams in the seventh, if you can get them. Then I went with Eric Ingram, tight end. I or sorry, Evan Ingram, tight end. It's my only tight end. I don't I don't love it, but With the value of him getting there, Dallas Goddard went right before him, and I liked Evan Ingram over Pat Fryermuth. But solid tight end. I I think he has a good year with Trevor Lawrence. I think last year his numbers being the number six tight end was a little skewed with some just high-scoring weeks, not really consistent, but we'll see how this goes this year. Then as my backup running back is what I don't really like. I really wanted uh, Zach Charbonnet 
or Khalil Herbert to fall to me. And they went earlier in the round. I just didn't get them. But I want Brian Robinson. I think similar to Gibson, if the other one gets hurt, the other one becomes the lead back. So if Gibson goes down, which he has in the past, he does have injury risk, then I have a great running back three. But there's a chance Brian Robinson gets hurt and he does nothing for me. Finishing out the draft, I went Eagles defense, Justin Tucker. And then I went with Kenny Pickett as a backup quarterback because I really believe in Pickett this year, taking his second-year leap. And I think he's a very similar quarterback to Justin Herbert. I think the way they play, the way they want to air the ball out, their sneaky athleticism, I love Kenny Pickett this year, and I think him and Herbert are very similar quarterbacks. And then the last pick, I got Devon A-Chain, just as – uh, flyer. Hopefully he becomes the number one guy in Miami, and then I have another great starting running back. If he doesn't, I draft him as the last pick. Doesn't really hurt my team. Um, go ahead and comment along with this. I believe I have one of the best teams. I went, gave myself a solid A-. minus. I would have liked to have a better third running back, and that is the only dip in my team that I gave. And I would have liked to have a better tight end as well. But I think everything else is solid. I have a good team. I went I went conservative. I gave myself an A-. minus. All right. Now we're moving on to Corey in the house. Well, I don't know if Corey was in the house for most of this draft. He started off with Travis Kelsey in the first round as the number seven pick and then came back with Devontae Adams. I've talked about it numerous times on this podcast. I do not like Travis Kelsey in the first round. I think he's going to be a big disappointment this year, and he does not give you the same point differential that he has in the past, enough to warrant him being the number one – or sorry, not number one tight end because he could finish there. But being picked in the first round, I think there's guys with a lot more value, a lot more upside. Travis Kelsey should be picked at the end of the second, maybe in the third round. I don't believe he's a first-round pick. Devontae Adams, I have a lot of question marks about because I don't believe in Jimmy Garoppolo. I think Jimmy Garoppolo is a bad quarterback. I think Devontae Adams is a great wide receiver. Can they get enough of a connection together to give Devontae Adams his second-round value? I hope so. I do like Devontae Adams a lot. I just really don't believe in Jimmy Garoppolo. Moving on, Travis Kels or whoo, Travis Etn. I I don't dis. No, sorry. I do dislike Travis Etn. I don't hate him. Uh, we talked about before. I think he's going to be a bust in the third round. I don't think he lives up to being a third round running back with adding Calvin Ridley in that team and the drafting of Tank Bigsby. I think he loses touches and does not get goal line work and does not get the receiving work that he will need to become uh, a running back one or a high-end RB2. Moving on, he got Joe Burrow in the fourth. If you believe in Burrow and you believe in that offense, which I do, it's a good pick. I don't love getting a quarterback in the fourth unless your name is Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, or Jalen Hurts. But Burrow in the fourth is not a bad pick, especially with having Jamar Chase. And T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, it's a great offense. And Joe Mixon, it's a great offense to be in. And if you want a piece of that Cincinnati offense, go get your guy. Get Burrow in the fourth. Not a bad pick. Kenneth Walker in the fifth. I'm out on Kenny Walker because I believe in Zach Charbonnet. Kenny Walker's done nothing but get hurt. And that's why Seattle felt the need to go out and draft Charbonnet this year is because they don't know if they can rely on Walker. Charbonnet is bigger than... Walker, so I believe Charbonnet will get the goal line work. And Charbonnet is a pass catcher, so I believe that takes a while away from uh, Kenny Walker getting the pass catching work. So I don't like Walker in the fifth, but with all the other running backs around him, it, he did need a second running back, and that's who he got. Um, he got scary Terry McLaurin in the sixth. I, again, I, I think if you're somebody that is drafting Terry McLaurin, I would rather you draft 
Jahan Dotson, two to three rounds later. I don't believe in Terry McLaurin. It looks like the small sample size we've seen in the preseason that Sam Howell and Jahan Dotson have a great connection. So I would rather a guy like Dotson two, three rounds later than I would draft him at Lauren. Next, he went uh, Pacheco and Dallas Goddard. Um, Isaiah Pacheco, it's really going to be what does Andy Reid and the Chiefs do at running back? Is it going to be Pacheco gets the majority of the workload? Is it going to be Jerick McKinnon's getting most of it? Or is Clyde Edwards-Alaire going to come back in the picture and get a lot more touches too? So it's really nobody knows what that running back group is going to look like, which is why I don't love taking uh, Pacheco, but getting him in the seventh, not a bad pick. Dallas Goddard. Love, especially getting him in the eighth. I think it's a great value, and he was asked for stealing him from me one pick before me. Imagine my great team that I just rattled off with Dallas Goddard on there. It would have been tough for anybody to beat me. But nonetheless, Corey in the house got Dallas Goddard in the eighth. Great pick. Um, Then he goes and gets Tua as his number two quarterback. Tua, if he stays healthy, I think has a lot of upside with having Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill. So I don't see any downside to getting a guy like Tua to have as a backup quarterback if you're somebody that believes in having a good backup quarterback. Then to finish out, the only other skill player he got was Quinton Johnson in the 12th. I think it's a great pick, taking a shot on a rookie and seeing what he does. Um, I'm sorry, and he got Bateman in the last round. Uh, Rashad Bateman's not another bad pick either. I think he... One, if one of those two hits, then he has a good number two wide receiver because, again, I do not believe in McLaurin. So, overall, I gave Corey in the house a C-. minus. Um, I'm sorry, Corey in the house, but that is my lowest grade so far and will be my lowest grade out of all of these teams. I don't like Kelsey in the first. I don't fully believe in Devontae Adams. I don't believe in Travis Etienne. I don't believe in Kenny Walker, so I dislike your first four picks. Uh, four out of five, sorry. Oh, and I don't like McLaurin or Pacheco. So your top seven picks, I like one of them, and that is in Joe Burrow. Um, again, these are my opinions. Not any Nobody's here on this podcast with me today to argue against them, so that's what I believe. I went with C-. minus. Sorry, Corey, in the house. Moving along, the highest grade I gave, yes, I did give it higher than myself. Um, Not really sure why, but I guess it's because I didn't want to hear the kickback of me giving myself the highest grade. Is that fair? Whatever. Um, Is our host, Brent, I think had a very solid draft after the first round. First round, he went with Brian Robinson. Or sorry, B. John Robinson. If you went Brian Robinson the first, that would have been a scary team to start with. Uh, B. John in the first. I don't believe in B. John being a first-round pick. I believe in, I believe in B. John being a great player. I don't believe in him being a rookie going into a bad offense. I get that they were great in the rushing game last year, but it, all around, it's a bad offense, bad quarterback. I do not believe in B. John Robinson this year. Then he goes to A.J. Brown the second. I like A.J. Brown the second. I think that's a solid pick. A.J. Brown was the number five or four wide receiver last year, depending on your scoring uh, ways. I think it's a solid pick in the second round. like that pick a lot. Lamar Jackson in the third. I would have rather Lamar in the fourth, but you don't know if he's going to get to you in the fourth. So I think that's a great pick. One of the top running quarterbacks that has a chance to maybe get back into his MVP form now that he's healthy and now that he's been paid. Moving along, we got Calvin Ridley in the fourth. Calvin Ridley is a good pick. I think he's going to have a great year. He is almost two years removed from football, which is a little tough, a little hard to grade. But if you believe in Calvin Ridley and his skill, I think it's a good pick to have in the fourth. Then he goes in the fifth and gets Darren Waller. I've talked about it. If Darren Waller stays healthy, 
I think he is a top player this year, top tight end. Uh, top three, actually, I have him as my number two. So I think he's a top tight end this year if he can stay healthy. Then he goes Alexander Madison, Rashad White. I think it's a good number two and three running back. Uh, Alexander Madison, with having the full backfield to himself, I think will show that he has a chance to crack that top 10 running back or be a high-end RB2. Um, yeah, I, I think Alexander Madison, the six, is a good, solid pick. Then he goes with with Rashad White in the seventh, another guy that I think has a lot of pass-catching ability as a running back for Tampa Bay. Baker Mayfield has been known to drop the ball off to his running back, so I think that's a good pick. Then his next two picks, this is where he got the high grade from me, was going Jordan Addison and Zay Flowers. He took a shot, already having A.J. Brown and Calvin Ridley, he took a shot at two great young talent wide receivers. So Jordan Addison with the Vikings, Zay Flowers with Baltimore, both are going to be have great rookie seasons and I think those are the two guys that are going to compete to be the top rookie wide receiver out of this draft class so to get them back to back after already having a good safe AJ Brown Calvin Ridley I think those are two really good picks and then he comes back and gets Ezekiel Elliott hey if something happens to Ramondre Stevenson there's a chance Zeke could still be the guy for one more year I think he's at he's at the end of his career I think the greatness is gone. I think he could have enough left in the tank to give you one more year as a solid running back if he got the workload to do it. If he doesn't, I think he plays spoiler to Ramondre Stevenson of getting a lot of goal line work and short yardage touches and just kind of taking away from Stevenson being the every down all around back. So upside of being good, solid running back. At the worst, he's a spoiler for Stevenson. So I, I don't dislike the pick, especially in the 10th round here. Uh, then he goes kicker defense and finishes up with Geno Smith, who for backup quarterback, especially with Lamar with a little bit of injury background, I think it's a good pick. And this is why I gave Bren a solid A, is because I believe that he's got a good foundation of running backs, even though I'm not big on Bijan the first. I think I'm Bijan, Alexander Madison, Rashad White, Ezekiel Elliott. I think it's a good running back core. A.J. Brown, Calvin Ridley, Jordan Addison, Zay Flowers, I think is the is either the best or second best wide receiver grouping in this draft. I'm really high on Lamar Jackson. I like that pick, and I'm really high on Waller. That's where he got the grade for me of being the solid A, all-around good team. Moving on, we have Aaron Kaufman. Aaron Kaufman starts off his draft with Nick Chubb and Garrett Wilson. I'm high on Chubb this year without Kareem Hunt there. He doesn't have anybody else stealing touches from him. It's going to be just the Chubb show. So I, I like taking him in the first round. I think it's a good, solid pick. And coming back around, getting Garrett Wilson, I think Garrett Wilson is going to have that sophomore leap and be an elite uh, wide receiver this year, especially getting Aaron Rodgers to throw to him. I think the sky's the limit for Garrett Wilson. Ramondre Stevenson, the third. I would have rather have seen him take Joe Mixon because Joe Mixon went two picks later. But if you believe in Ramondre Stevenson, I don't think it's a bad pick. I, If it was before the Zeke signing, I think I would have loved him getting him at the end of the third. With the Zeke signing, I think Zeke could play a little bit of a spoiler. Uh, the fourth round, he goes Justin Fields. I think it's a little high for Fields, but if you're big on Russian quarterbacks, it's a good pick because Fields can run, and he's going to run for a lot of yards this year. Uh, fifth round, we got uh, Christian Watson from Green Bay. I think it's a little bit of a reach and somebody that I don't know if I believe in because we haven't seen him with Jordan Love. At the end of the year, he started to really turn it up and be a very good receiver with Aaron Rodgers, but we haven't seen him play with Jordan Love, and the little bit we've seen in preseason is Jordan Love seems to really be favoring Romeo Dobbs. But Christian Watson is the better all-around receiver on that team, so 
I think Water finds its level, and I think Christian Watson ends up having a good year. It just might be a little bit of a slow start in them building that connection. Then he rattles off two more running backs, going Cam Akers, who I believe has a lot of upside, if the Rams decide to just give him all the carries this year, like they kind of did at the end of last year. Then he gets James Cook in the seventh. I think James Cook is going to have a big year for the Bills this year. The only downside I see to James Cook is if the Bills revert back to not really utilizing the running back. The problem with having a guy like Josh Allen at quarterback is instead of scrambling and doing a drop-off to a running back like a lot of quarterbacks will do, Josh Allen just take off on his own and run it. So he's even though James Cook is a great pass catcher, I don't know if he gets all the upside that he could have if he was on a different team. But it's a good offense in Buffalo, and I think James Cook in the seventh is a great pick. Then the eighth, he gets Jahan Dotson. I, I've talked before. I think Jahan Dotson is going to be a great player this year, and getting him as your third wide receiver I think is a good, solid pick. Don Kincaid in the ninth. Dalton Kincaid, another guy from Buffalo, I think has a lot of upside. They drafted him in the second round this year. He's a rookie, but they drafted him in the second, or sorry, they drafted him in the at the end of the first round to be a pass catching tight end. So I think he has a lot of upside being in this offense. And if Josh Allen likes him, there's talks that he might slide right into kind of that Beasley slot receiver role, even as a tight end. And if he does, he could see the second most targets on this team potentially over a guy like Gabe Davis. So I like Kincaid there a lot. Then he took a flyer on Tank Bigsby. I am not an ETN believer, so I like the upside of Bigsby. If ETN gets hurt, I think Bigsby gets a lot of touches. Even with ETN on the field, I think Bigsby still might provide you some value every now and then With if he does become the goal line guy or if he does become a pass catching back. I think he provides a little bit of upside there. And then the last round, his last skill position position player was Adam Thielen. You know, with a young rookie quarterback in Bryce Young, I down in Carolina, I think Thielen being in a new place maybe gets a little youth back into him. And I think he has a good year as a good, safe option for a guy like Bryce Young. He's not going to be that downfield threat like he might have been when he was younger. I think he's that guy that's getting you your five to ten yard catches, but he might get a lot of them to become a good PPR wide receiver. So overall, I gave Aaron Kaufman a B plus. I think it's a solid team, good foundation, um, and guys that have upside. I, I like his team a lot. I think it's a good, solid B grade. All right. Second to last team here, we have Matt Close. He drafted uh, in the 11th slot, which, again, with the Vampire in this league, it's more like a 10. So let's go through Matt Close's team. Starting off, C.D. Lamb in the first, Amon Ross St. Brown in the second, Jalen Waddle in the third. I think it's – if you are not big on a lot of the receivers that were t- or running backs that were taken around them, I don't think there's anything wrong with going out and getting top three receivers right away Guys that you're going to plug into your wide receiver one, two, and flex every week. Plus, having two guys in there, three guys really that have the all have the potential of finishing in the top five or top ten, maybe even top five wide receivers this year. So, I think all great upside picks, great solid wide receiving core. Fourth round, he goes running back and Aaron Jones. I'm still. Big on Aaron Jones. I think Green Bay is going to need to go back to more of a running game with that being Jordan Love, with having Jordan Love at quarterback, not Aaron Rodgers this year. I think Aaron Jones is going to get a lot of work. Then you got Trevor Lawrence in the fifth. I think it's a little high for Lawrence, but if you believe that he's the last quarterback in that tier because he went after Herbert and there was no other quarterback taken until Prescott. So if he's the guy in your last tier of that position and you want one of those top quarterbacks, I don't have a problem with getting him in the fifth here. Uh, then he goes TJ Hawkinson, good wide or good tight end in a crowded offense. That's the only downside I have to Hawkinson. But getting him in the sixth, I think, is a solid 
tight end. Some people have him in their top five. So I think, yeah, getting him in the sixth round, not a bad pick at all. Then he stacks up some running backs. Goes Javante Williams, A.J. Dillon, Jamal Williams. Getting Javante Williams has a lot of upside if he is fully recovered from that knee injury he had last year. He did not start the year on the pup. He's been at training camp the whole time, and all signs are pointing to him being a go. I'm going to skip some picks here because talking about Javante Williams, his second-to-last pick, Matt Close got Smaji Piran. So if Javante Williams does get hurt again or he's not the guy, he got his backup. It's a good handcuff to have. Let's go to his next player and A.J. Dillon, another handcuff to Aaron Jones. So if Aaron Jones goes down or if Aaron Jones is not the guy and they go more to Dillon, he's got the handcuff. I think those are great running back stacks that he went with, and I I think it's really going to help him this year. Jamal Williams for New Orleans this year. Jamal Williams had the most rushing touchdowns last year for any running back, and now he's going into an offense that doesn't have Alvin Kamara for the first three games. So even if you only get three games out of him, you got him in the ninth round, so you're still getting three games out of maybe RB1 this year. I I like that pick a lot. Then he goes with Brandon Cooks um, in the 10th. I I don't think – I'm not a – I'm not a Cowboy believer, but looking at this team, if you have C.D. Lamb, if anything happens to Lamb, you take a flyer on a guy like Cooks, so then you – I don't really want to handcuff a wide receiver, but it's not a bad guy to have in case something goes wrong. So I think overall, I gave Matt close an A-. minus. I think getting that wide receiver court, but then still having solid running backs with upside and a guy like Trevor Lawrence and TJ Hawkinson at quarterback and tight end, I think is a solid team. Oh, sorry. He also drafted Anthony Richardson at, as his backup quarterback. There's a lot of high rushing upside. I think he's going to be a lot like Justin Fields was last year. Slow start in the beginning, and then they just let him loose and start running, and he starts putting up big fantasy points for you. So overall, I gave Matt Close an A-. I think it's a really good, solid team. All right, moving on, we have our last team that we were going to talk about, uh, Jock1420. Hope I'm pronouncing that one right. So let's go through his team. We have Stefan Diggs in the first, Barkley in the second, Joe Mixon in the third. I think Diggs, I'm a little down on him, but solid piece getting at the end of the first round. I think it's a good wide receiver. And then going Barkley and Joe Mixon, another great pass catching running back in Barkley. So if he stays healthy, he's got a lot of upside. And Joe Mixon, I want a piece of that Cincinnati offense. I think it's a great pick getting him in the third round as your RB2. It's a good, solid start. Then he goes with Keenan Allen, another good, solid foundation piece as long as he stays healthy. He was banged up all last year, and then Justin Herbert was a little banged up. They didn't really have the numbers that you want to see. But I think if he stays healthy, even getting to – kind of the end of his career, and then bring in a guy like Quentin Johnson. I think Keenan Allen still has enough left in the tank to have a good, solid year on the Chargers. Then because he went with Barkley and Mixon with such high upside running backs, he's able to take a shot on a guy like J.K. Dobbins, who I don't really believe in. But if you're getting possibly a starting running back in the fifth round with tremendous upside, if he can revert back to his rookie season, I think it's a good, solid pick because he's got a good foundation in Barkley and Mixon. I like the J.K. Dobbins pick here. Similar to that, he went Drake London in the sixth. Again, I don't love the quarterback. I actually hate the quarterback, and I don't like the offense at all. But because he has the safe, reliable Stephon Diggs and Keenan Allen, taking a shot on a guy like Drake London is a great chance, great pick. Then he goes David Montgomery and Marquise Hollywood Brown. So if you're a guy that's big on David Montgomery and you believe that he is going to be the starting running back or at least split carry with Jameer Gibbs, I do not believe that, but there are a lot that do. Getting a guy like that 
and the seventh is not a bad pick to have. Then we move down to Marquise Hollywood Brown. I want no part of this offense. You don't know when Kyler Murray, if Kyler Murray plays, you don't, or they just cut Colt McCoy. And their only real quarterback option is Josh Dobbs, which I do not believe in a career backup in Dobbs being a good quarterback for this team. And Hollywood Brown really being the only wide receiver option. Maybe that gives him value. I just don't know if I see it. Then at tight end, he went uh, Greg Dulcich. A tight end, I don't believe in because I don't believe in Russell Wilson. If you think Russell Wilson is a backup year or bounce back year, I don't think Dulcich is a bad pick. I would like to see him go a little bit higher and get a better tight end. If he would have taken one of those tight ends instead of going with a David Montgomery or Marquise Brown, I think we're looking at possibly one of the best teams here. Then moving forward, he got Deshaun Watson in the 10th round. I think that's a great pick for the value. He can't be worse than he was last year. And getting him in the 10th, I think, is a solid, good pick. Then in the 11th, he went Jalen Warren, backup running back for the Steelers, who looks faster, more explosive, and seems to have a little bit of trust from the offensive coordinator and head coach to maybe dip into some of Najee Harris's touches. Or if Najee Harris gets hurt, Jalen Warren might take that position and possibly not give it back. So I like that as his last round pick or last skill position pick before he went defensive kicker. So overall, I gave Jock 1420 a solid A minus. I think it's a great first four picks, great foundation of Stefan Diggs, Barkley, Mixon, Allen, which gave him the chance to go for the upside in guys like Dobbs and London. I don't love the tight end, and I don't love Dave Montgomery and Marquise Brown which is what brought it down to A- minus because I think it's such a good foundation that he had a, he gave himself the opportunity to take some risk later on in the draft. So you guys can comment along to tell us who you believe had the best draft. I vote for myself, but who's to say that somebody else didn't draft better? Nobody's here to argue my point today. I'm going to give myself... I didn't give myself the highest grade, but I think I still win this league. So the last piece of last team we're going to cover today is Host Connor or AKA the Vampire. He being in the Vampire League, he did not get the draft team. So he was left to piece together his team with who was left on the waiver wire after the draft was over. We only did 13 rounds. We only four bench spots, so we gave him a little bit of a chance to have some guys that, to fall to him. So let's just go through who he has pieced together so far on his team, and do you think he has a shot at taking somebody down in week one, or is he going to need a waiver wire pickup in the season to get a win? So he's going to go right now. His starting lineup is Russell Wilson, uh, Jarek McKinnon, and Kane, Kenny Gatewell. I don't believe in Russell Wilson. He does have Derek Carr on the bench. I think Derek Carr should be a starter week one, but that's not my decision to make. Jarek McKinnon could be a good pick if he's going to get a lot of the pass-catching work for the Chiefs. With them not having a great wide receiver core, I could see him getting a lot of catches and possibly a good pick. Kenny Gainwell is his RB2. Has some upside because right now everything's saying that he is the Eagles' number one running back except for I don't know if there's any running back in that system that I want because I think it's going to be such a heavy committee-based team. Don't really love any running back for the Eagles. Fantasy-wise, I love all the running backs that they have for the Eagles team. I don't love them fantasy-wise. At wide receiver, starting right now, he's got Romeo Dobbs, which I think is a great pick. I think Dobbs has a chance of having a great year this year. And I'm a little upset that he fell all the way to Connor here um, after the draft was over. Next, he went with John Mechie, who missed all of last season because he is battling cancer, which he has beat. So shout out to John Mechie. Um, 
I hope he – so this is kind of like his rookie year. It's going to be his first year playing in the NFL because he missed all last year being cancer. I I hope for his sake that he has a great season. I don't see it because rookie quarterback C.J. Stroud, I just don't know how it's going to be in Houston. I think it's a bad offense, but I hope he has a good year. Uh, tight end, he's got Cole Komet. I don't really believe in – Justin Fields, the passer. I believe Justin Fields, the runner. So I don't know how I feel about Komet, but not a bad pick with what was left to Connor. Um, in his flex right now, he has Kadarius Tony. Again, I don't believe in Tony, but somebody has to catch passes for the Chiefs other than Travis Kelsey. So taking a shot on Tony, I don't think is a bad pick. Then looking at his bench, Derek Carr, like we mentioned, I hope he becomes a starter for Connor, but honestly, let's make a bad decision. Let's keep Russell Wilson in there. And then running back, he went Roshan Johnson, backup running back to Khalil Herbert. I think it's a good pick. They drafted Johnson. So if Khalil Herbert gets hurt or he's not having success, I think there's a chance they might change the Roshan Johnson maybe even sooner than they should. So I don't think it's a bad pick. And then he went with two backup wide receivers that are both going to be stash plays for him. He went with Trayvon Burks, who's hurt going into the season. So big upside later down the road if he comes back and he can put something together for the second half of the season. I, I'm guessing that's why Connor picked him up. And Jameson Williams is another guy. Suspended the first six weeks, so he can't use him. But Connor probably picked him up so that way – Nobody else could steal him later down the road. Um, but tough to stash two tight or two wide receivers that aren't going to be playing when he has to kind of piece together a team to win now to try to steal players from other people. So bold strategy, Cotton. We'll see if it works out for him. That is our recap episode. We went through every team. Uh, I was lucky enough to do the show all by myself, so you got to hear all of my opinions on how much I love or hate these teams. I think I'm going to win. Um, we're talking about prizes. I'm voting for a ring that I can wear all the time over my wedding ring that says Vampire League Champ, Listener League Champ, whatever we put on it. We'll see what happens. Um, so, yeah, that's our draft. Let us know on Instagram at good old fantasy football on who you think won the draft. Um, a lot of good teams, a lot of solid teams. And then I think teams that the vampire has a real shot at taking out. So it's going to be a fun, interesting season. And you can follow along all season long with us on Instagram again at good old fantasy football and here on our podcast. We're going to be talking about week to week who Connor's targeting on the waiver wire because he's going to have first option. Maybe who some of us are taking. Um, we're also going to cover the matchups and recaps every week of who won, who lost, and who's slipping. So, yeah, definitely follow along with us. Again, I want to mention that our good old fantasy football podcast is now partnered with Underdog Fantasy. If you sign up now with the promo code Good Old Sports, you can get. 100% deposit match up to $100. If you have not played or yeah, if you have not played Underdog Fantasy yet, get on the app. It is a great app to have. Underdog is home to the biggest fantasy contest ever. Compete in their Best Ball Mania contest with a prize pool of $15 million. Again, sign up with code GOODOLDSPORTS, all capitalized, and take your shot at Getting some, getting part of that fifteen million dollar prize pool. On yesterday's show, Brand Chaz and Mike decide to put our name in the fifteen million dollar prize, or yeah, fifteen million dollar prize pool, and we drafted teams. So go listen to that episode, see what we did that we liked, what we didn't like, maybe Brand messing up and not, or not letting Mike Williams slip by us and taking Jonathan Taylor in the fourth round was a mistake. Some would say, some would say it wasn't. But, yeah, go check out Underdog Fantasy now. Great app. Get it in before the season starts next week. That's all for the show today. Sorry you had to listen to me for the whole time. Or some of you probably enjoyed it. Let us know 
if you want me to do more shows on my own instead of having a co-host with me. Uh, good luck to everybody in their drafts. And, yeah, good luck on the season. Cheers. Thank <laughs> you.